Welcome to These Are Good Days with Leanne Miller and Matt Barris and Kelly Bromley. Yeah, we're back for part two. <laughs> Kelly was with us last week and we were like, it was, I mean, we ran out of time yes. and we had so much more to say. Yes. Yes. We actually had a couple other ideas planned, but you know, this happens to us all the yes, time. Yes, it does. Where man. we're like, we just need to keep this going. Yes. Um, and so we thought, hey, this week we're bringing Kelly back. Yes. So Kelly, thanks for being here I'm again. I'm so glad to be here. Thanks yeah. for having me. It's so fun. And you know, faith is something that we have heard from people that they want to talk more about. Mm-hmm. Um, faith is something that's connected to church and some people have a difficult relationship with church and um, a difficult um you know, just a difficult relationship with totally. church or have church hurt. Yep. And so we just thought it would be great from your perspective. And I, I do have a question that's burning. Oh, just wait. We have to do our no, good days. I know. I know. Put a um, pin in it. But, but, um, so <laughs> we're, we're doing this part two of kind of yes. what, faith, what faith looks like to each of us. Yes. We're in part two. I yeah. love when we do like a part, part I series. Too. Um, but before we jump back into faith, Hey, let's talk about a recent good day, okay. ordinary or extraordinary. Okay. Do you okay. want to go first? Yes. So Daryl's doing a project in West Virginia right now with his work. And I went down to um, stay with him for a night. And it was just so cute and fun. It was just like this little farmhouse in the middle of a valley in West Virginia, (laughs) in the middle of nowhere. Like this road was one lane. It was like. I was like, where are we going? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, it was just sweet. And it's always good for me. And I think this is I think this is true of anyone um, who is in a partnership, relationship, marriage, that um, to see what your spouse or what your significant other does mm-hmm. um, yeah. so that you have an awareness of just their talents and their gifts. Yes. And, the, and, you know, and, and to be able to see Daryl and his workspace doing an amazing an amazing home. yeah he is it's, an artist yeah you know what one of my favorite things is when you go to jobs because you've been to a couple jobs over the past mm-hmm. you know six mm-hmm. months to a year mm-hmm. there is something so edifying about someone speaking something about your spouse to you mm. that you know and you see but oh. you know Listen, we live with our people. Right. So yes. we, we like bump each other in the bathroom and <laughs> yes, move in the kitchen. Yes, and we're like, yes, yes. but when someone says something about your yes. spouse mm-hmm. that you know and that oh, you yes. see and they see it too, there's something that is so amazing about that. Definitely. Well, I mean, the, the where they're working, this man is highly respected, very, very successful in business. Yeah. And he said, oh, we love Daryl. Yeah. He oh. said, Daryl is amazing and then another guy spoke up and said none of us can outwork Daryl <laughs> and I'm like well that I that doesn't you surprise that. me yeah um, but it is good to hear it from other people and it's good to see what he's doing yeah, yeah. it's just I think it I think it also makes him feel good totally yeah. Yeah. Kelly, what about you? What's a good day you've had recently? You know what? Um, recently, Ben and I went out uh, to dinner. We went for Chinese with a new couple at our church. Oh, They've nice. only been to the church probably two or three times. And we had the best time. That's awesome. I mean, like the conversation never stopped. And uh, the wife and I have so many things in common. And Ben and the husband, like we're talking about like herbs and natural remedies and all these mm-hmm. kinds of things. I like Ben. And mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> I want to hang out with Ben. Yeah. And I couldn't believe just like how 
easy it was to mm. hang out with them. I yeah. feel like as adults over 40, it can be so hard sometimes as a couple mm-hmm. to find friends that you're like, oh, I want to hang out with yeah, them. And, totally. both, and, and both of you. Yes. Like, so the, the women are like, hey, we yeah. click. And the exactly. men are like, hey, we click. Yes. Yes. So it, that was a ball. And it was a Saturday night, which I normally don't go out on Saturday yeah. nights because I have to preach the next morning. But I wasn't tired. I wasn't exhausted. <laughs> I literally just felt so That's filled so up. That's so awesome. I love fun. that. Here's my question, though, about Chinese. I have a follow-up question. What do you order <gasps> if you go to a Chinese restaurant for a first time? You're like, I get this every time. Do you I, have one of those? Yeah. I get combination fried rice. Look at you. Ooh. Every time. Wait, what does that mean? So that means it has pork in it, shrimp in it, and it has chicken in it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. okay. Yep. What do you That's get, Matt? General Tso's. I get Ooh. I get Mongolian beef and egg rolls. Oh, okay. oh, I do always get an egg roll. Yeah. yeah. Do you get white rice? Oh, you get fried. You Bl- said uh, brown rice for brown sure. Rice. Yeah. Do you fried get rice. White. White. Or fried? I like white too. I know. Really? Yes. I like just the stickiness of. Okay. I know. I do like a good sticky rice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm. But general sows. If you have a good general sows, I'm sold. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. I'm sold. Yeah. That that is good. My wife, God love her, gets chicken and broccoli. I don't understand that. Really? I'm like, give me the <laughs> deep it? fried saucy sauce. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. She is can't it, do it, that. Does it feel a little boring to you? Yeah, it feels a little yeah. healthy. Yeah. Mm. And I'm yeah. like, I'm yeah. not here not for health. Not when you go to Chinese yeah. restaurants. Yeah, yeah. I want to. Uh, Listen, gr- all the Also, grease. crab rangoon. Come on now. Anybody? Hallelujah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and hot stickers. <laughs> yes. Oh. Listen. Okay. Listen, egg rolls, I have a hack. Okay. If, if there are two of you in the house, order six. Because yes. you can put them in the fridge. Then all you do to heat them up is either pop them in your air fryer. I don't have an air fryer, so I wouldn't know, but I know that it would. Well, you have a convection oven, but, right? But yes, yeah. I pop them in the oven or I even put them in a little frying pan. Mm-hmm. Just heat them right back up again. Okay. It's just a great little, great little treat. Yeah. Okay. Um, to order extra. Okay, that's great. I'm yes. so glad we don't put them in the microwave because that's nasty. Oh, no. That's it, chewy it, yeah, and gummy. No, no not in the microwave. We don't own a microwave anyway. Yeah. No, don't do oh, that. Oh, Ben would love you. He doesn't like doing anything in the yeah. microwave. Yeah. Tell him that we don't own one. Yeah, yeah. you don't have one. Mm-mm. Okay, my good day would be we this summer we went to the beach with my family and my sister has kids the same age as my two oldest kids and they like run in a pack on vacation. I feel like I actually don't parent much on vacation because <laughs> they run in <laughs> they a pack. They love each other. And really what it was was my oldest son and her oldest son, they're both going into fourth grade. They boogie boarded at the beach all oh. Week. Oh, that's so sweet. They had these foam, you know, those little foamy bo- mm-hmm, boogie boards, yep. and they would ri- try to ride the waves in, and they just ran together all week. And oh, when wow. we left, my fourth grader cried hard. <sighs> he just loves his cousin, wants oh. to be with him, and, you know, it's, it's, just, it's, it's just, just hard. Sweet. It's, it it's sweet. It's sweet. It's mm-hmm. sweet that they have that kind of relationship. And it's yes. those memories that they have, you know. Those memories are They'll so precious, yeah. yep. and so I I just love seeing it through their eyes. Well, and also your when you see it through your eyes too, when they become twenty year olds, you're going to remember the times at the beach and yep. the times that they spent, Absolutely. you know, bonding together like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's yeah. good. All right, well, we want to jump into part two of faith, and I yep. want to jump in because our time went fast last time. Faith, faith, the faith, the faith. Okay. I gotta have faith. That's a faith, good one, George faith, Michael. Okay, here's what happens. Here's what yeah. happens. Every time Kelly starts singing, we just get quiet because yeah, we're like, I know. Keep "Sing going, more." Keep going. Yeah, it's, exactly. it's it's hard to shut us up, but if you start singing, we're gonna it's just like listen. Pin drop. I know it's oh my true. Um, well, we have Kelly here, and Kelly is a pastor. She's been a worship leader. You actually, you know, we did not talk about this 
but sometime, and maybe it's not this time, I want to know your life as a background singer. Because mm. I've seen that on Instagram. You had a reunion maybe a couple months ago. Yeah, I went to a reunion. Oh, yeah, I want to know about that. Yeah. That um, looked fun. I it know. Fun. Okay, okay. I'm going to ask the first question. Do it. You have a list. <laughs> I do. Uh, but I have just one question I want to ask because it's it's become... It's it's such a hot topic right now because of the Southern Baptist Convention. That's right. Mm-hmm. Tell me your position and and what came, like where where the calling came and your position on women in leadership and women pastors because that is a topic. It is that is I would say it's it's kind of a touchy topic. It's yep. a controversial topic, mm-hmm. and I want to know like where you sit in it. Well, I have to tell you that I, I really wrestled. So first of all, I, I, my childhood pastor, I mentioned this on the first episode, my childhood pastor was a female until I was a teenager. Um, and I was probably about four or five and she, uh, had a statue of, it was supposed to be Jesus, but it Mm -hmm. was like Jesus with sheep. And, um, the title on the bottom of the statue was like a shepherd's care or something like that. And she willed it to me in her will. So when she passed away, her daughter sent it to me. Like, you know, my mom always wanted you to have this, but I remember when I was little, like that she would speak over me, you know, that there was a calling on my life. And, um, and I can remember growing up knowing that there was, that God was calling me to do something in his kingdom. And, you know, I led worship and I sang, but I, I was probably 23 years old. I was at a women's conference in Las Vegas. And this man said in his message, he was like preaching this message and he stopped and he said, you will never completely fulfill the call of God on your life until you accept that you're more than a singer. He said that to me. And I was so upset. I was just devastated. I was like, I don't want, you know, I don't want to do, I don't want to preach. I don't want to be a pastor. And it wasn't that I didn't want to say yes to God, but I have heard so many people say such horrible, Mm. horrific, painful things about women in ministry, you know, mm. that women are are just committed to being disobedient mm. to the word of the Lord mm. or that they're heretics, you know, if they're in leadership. And so I, I lived with this kind of cycle yeah. in my mind right. and, and, and dread. Absolutely. Of what, yeah, right. Absolutely. And so my, my pastor at the church where we were sent out of our parent church, um, my pastor said to me about two years ago, he said to me, this will always be your place. Like, in other words, this is, this can be your home. Mm. He said, but this is not meant to be your only space. Mm. He said, there's too much in you mm. for me not to release you to do all the things that God has given you what a good leader oh he he's just amazing amazing. he really is but i i have a covering my my husband i'm married um so a lot of people feel like oh a woman you know should have a covering over her well for people that feel like that i've got a husband (laughs) and my (laughs) my spiritual leader is the pastor from the church that i came out of um and the denomination that i am in stands firmly believing um in the scripture in joel that talks about that in the last days 
days, God will pour out his spirit on all flesh mm. and that um, sons and daughters will prophesy. And there's also other other scriptures in the New Testament that talk about there's no female or male in Christ and there's no Greek or Jew in Christ mm. that we're all we're all in Christ. And he gives right. us the ability to use his gifts. And so I heard Tony Collier say this once somebody asked her, um, how do you wrestle with or how do you deal with people that feel like as a woman, you shouldn't be in leadership and you definitely shouldn't be pastoring? And she said, well, I don't. She said, I don't worry mm. about them. She said, because those obviously aren't my people. Yeah, oh. that's right. And so that's given me a lot of peace. Is yeah. that anyone that wrestles or feels like I don't have a right to pastor or what have you, I just don't even bother. I'm like, right. well, right. Yeah. I'm, I don't have to be your yeah. pastor. You don't yeah. have yeah, to exactly. believe that I'm called. But I will tell you that in this day and age, with all the different types of things that are going on, listen, ain't nobody starting no church if they don't know that they're called. <laughs> you know what I'm right. saying? Like, right. At the end of the day, there's all kind of other things that yes. I could be doing. That's you right. know what I'm saying? Right. Like this is a burden on my heart because I want to be obedient to the Lord. That's right. And right. I, I am committed to when I get to those pearly gates, which I don't, are they even pearly? I don't, I don't know. know. But when I get there, I want him to say, well done. Well, right. and I, I would, really and, do. and I would say you have to get to the place where the calling is greater than the fear of Absolutely. what people are going to think. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Because, because, um, I heard Annie down say in a Q and a once that, and I thought it was, it it shocked me and it also made me a little sad. She said, um, somebody said that they wanted to do a podcast and, but they didn't know what to do it about in a mm. Q and a. And she said, well, my question would be a bigger question than that. Like, why do you want to do one period? Sure. Like right, what, right. what do you want to, why do you want to do it? She said, cause I can tell you if you want to do it for popularity or yep. for, or, or to be on a stage or to be known or heard. Mm -hmm. She said, that's the wrong reason to do it. Right. She yes. said when they ordained her at cross point right. in Nashville, when they ordained her, she lost five. She shared that in her stories and lost 500 people. Oh, it in doesn't one surprise me at all. 500. Yeah. Because that was how many people that were following her that yeah. did not agree, mm -hmm. right. um, you know, with um, her being ordained. Absolutely. Um, but you can watch their kids in the, right. in the child, you know, in the child center. You can make you, a casserole. Absolutely. You sing. can, you can absolutely. So you can sing the gospel. That's right. But you can't preach the mm. gospel. You can shepherd mm. or pastor a whole worship team, Go. but you can't pastor a church. You can pastor kids in the kids ministry, but you can't pastor a church and I think if we really got down to the nitty gritty of this is that some of us really take these scriptures out of context mm. and we use them as ways to control people. Mm. Um, and I just thank the Lord that I'm, I'm under a covering and under a denomination that not only believes in women in leadership, but supports them yes. that I was sent to plant a church with finances, hallelujah, <laughs> with right. people saying, we right. are going to give you money yes. to right. start this church right. because yeah. we believe in you. Yeah. And at night when I lay my head down on my pillow, yes. I want to know that right. I am pleasing the Lord. Not that somebody in, you know, Timbuktu that I've never met, mm. you know, that they're pleased or that they, right. they agree or don't agree with what I'm doing, but rather that the Lord himself is like, that's what I asked you to that's do right. and you're doing it. That's a good word. That's, that's what I want. That's well, because he's really our defender. Yes. Yeah. Like he's really the, if, if we really believe he's the author and the finisher that's right. yeah. of our faith and he calls us to something, I think the calling has to outweigh 
the opinions. The opinions. That's yeah. right. Absolutely yes. right. Yeah. And I'll say this. My um my mom is a strong woman of faith. Mm-hmm. My mom has led in our church. Um and so my mom had an has had an impact on my faith mm-hmm. in a in a very profound way. And similarly, when I went to college, I went to a Baptist university that was not aligned. We were regular Baptists <laughs> that was not aligned with the Southern Baptist church. Okay. My favorite Bible, and I had a Bible minor, my favorite Bible professor was a woman. Mm. And I felt like she brought such a unique perspective sure. to scripture and to what it looked like. Um, and then when that university aligned with the Southern Baptist, she was actually let go. Wow. And mm. they have no women in the Bible department at that university yeah. anymore. And that actually grieves me. Yeah. Um, because I feel like for me, um, and I, I was a pastor um, for nine years, I can I can give you women that have had a profound impact on my life. Mm-hmm. Of course, my wife, but outside of my wife, women that invested in me through my entire life. Sure. Um, and so I think sometimes it is, it has to grieve the heart of God I believe it that does. He, we do not allow women to exercise their gifting and their leadership in the church. Yeah. Um, because I know personally how I've been affected by it. And when right. we don't allow women spaces to exercise their leadership or their giftedness, how sad is that? Yeah. Um, and so I'm thankful for you. Well, you know, and, and, and your really, leadership. your parents were ahead of their time taking you to church oh, as, as a young person with mm-hmm. a woman pastor. Absolutely. absolutely, Because that was how many years ago? I mean, I'm 45. So that was a long time yeah. ago. Your dad and mom were like, we, they really were ahead, ahead of the, ahead of the game. Yeah, definitely. Right? Because, yeah. because back then I didn't, I, I personally didn't know of any women. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't yeah. either. No. Yeah. They were all in the nursery. Yeah, right. For you real, know? man. I mean, seriously. I'm not kidding. Yeah. Or doing women's ministry or doing mother-daughter yep. teas. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's crazy church. if we really think about it, that women were the first to actually carry the gospel. Right. You know, Mary carried Jesus. Right. The living word. She carried the gospel like itself. And for us to tell women like you're not capable or you're not called, it's just it's frightening to mm-hmm. me how we use we we wield these scriptures, um, you know, to to our preference or to our yeah. denomination. It's just Absolutely. it's concerning. So, Kelly, with you here, I was thinking um, of. You know, we, we don't assume that everyone who listens to our podcast is a Christian or has faith. And so, um, in this conversation, I, I have some questions for you, a little bit of a hasty moment, (laughs) but also, you know, we can all, all chime in of course. But for me, I wanted to know from you, if there was somebody that's like, I am spiritual, I am interested in things of faith, Mm -hmm. you know, I have some type of religious upbringing, but you're talking a whole lot about Jesus. Yeah. Why, what, why Jesus and what distinguishes Jesus from spirituality or faith or even faith in God? Or like good energy flow. Yes. Yeah, that's yes. right. Yeah. Why, why Jesus? Well, first, first I think that the reality is, is that Jesus as a person, um, was God's son mm. came in flesh, mm. God in flesh came as, wrapped in a human body That's right. and, um, was without sin and died a, a penalty paid a penalty for our sin that we couldn't have paid mm. for ourselves. Mm. And that sets him apart from any other, any other God. Yeah. Um, when we read about other gods and we, we read about, um, 
their good values yeah. or or if you do this you receive this or that kind of thing i think the one thing that is that sets jesus apart is the fact that he paid a penalty mm. for our mm-hmm. sins and i don't know about anybody else but that kind of love yeah over my life like i just i i don't i honestly do not know what i would do without the revelation of of the love of jesus now that being said I think oftentimes, especially in our day and age, people use the word spiritual. They throw it around very, you know, very loosely. Yes. And so spiritual could mean you use crystals, right? Um, Or spiritual could mean you use tarot cards and spiritual could mean that, you know, like you said, like you just believe in good vibes and all of that kind of stuff. But I think the thing that separates following Jesus is that those things come from our own ability. Mm. They come from our own ability to produce something. Mm -hmm. Whereas following Jesus means that we perceive that how Jesus lived is the way that we should be trying to live our lives. Mm. And so we're partnering with him to say, I I can't produce this goodness on my own. Or even if I am producing good things, you know, they they can't sustain on their own. I'm still going to have a bad day. I'm still going to maybe, you know, treat someone wrongly, even though that wasn't my intention. But when I follow Jesus, then I'm relying on his spirit Mm. and his friendship and his direction to help me to live with purpose mm. and to live mm-hmm. the to follow him to do my best to follow the example that he set and so a lot of times even with my kids like when they start getting clouded with like religion or yeah. rules and stuff like that i'm like what does jesus say like go to the word of god That's read the new word. testament mm-hmm. with it which is matthew mark luke and john read about the stories and the character of jesus mm-hmm. you know and when you can't understand religion just go and read about jesus and you'll find out about the type of person that not just he was but he is mm. that we now get to have his spirit dwelling inside of us and so we're never without hope yeah we're never good. without hope if it was all up to me man We'd be <laughs> up the creek. We'd be up a creek, right. as they would say in West Virginia. Well, you're 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 depending on your own strength, absolutely, and that only takes us so far. One hundred percent. That's right. Um, okay, Kelly. So we have encountered a lot of people in in Instagram world and when ourselves, we, me mean, and Leanne, okay. um, and that would say, "I have been hurt by the church." Ooh. And I, I've walked away. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm disinterested mm-hmm. in church. There's actually someone we know that we both have talked to in the last few months that we were like, Hey, how's it going with, with church? And because of life circumstances, families, they're like not open to even having a no. conversation. Yeah. No. And, and, and as far as to say, I, I don't identify as a Christian. Anymore. Right. Mm. What to people that have been hurt by the church? And I'll even say people that have been hurt by Christians mm-hmm. who people who identify as a Christian and you mentioned in your, your last response that, you know, a tenant of Jesus is his love, his yeah. love for me. Yeah. Christians haven't always acted loving. No. Um, and there've been a lot of hurts and I will even say the church has hurt us. Mm-hmm. Politics have hurt yes. Christians and politics have hurt us in the last mm-hmm. four or five mm-hmm. years. Definitely. Mm-hmm. COVID and Christianity and yeah, politics mm-hmm. have all hurt us. And so for pe- someone who's been hurt by the church or by someone who calls themselves a Christian and they're like, 
disinterested. Mm -hmm. What would you say to that person if they're sitting across from you right now? Well, I think first of all, I want to hear their story. Mm -hmm. You know, I um, think we're so quick to hear church hurt and be like, well, you know, yeah. I'm, I've heard that a million times. Yeah, that's um, right. I'm a pastor and I've gone mm -hmm. through church hurt, you know, mm. um, I can remember a season where my husband, well, my husband was attending church, but I didn't go to church for a year and a half mm. because I was so hurt. I was in so much pain. And honestly, if I can just be honest, honestly, if I can just be honest, wow. <laughs> um, I was embarrassed. Yeah. I think I was embarrassed that something that I was so devoted to, had caused me so right, much pain, right, you right. know? Yeah, and yeah. so I think that um, I would first ask to hear their story. And I, I think second, um, I would ask them, um, <laughs> and this would probably maybe cause some people to be upset, like, do you want to be healed? Like, do you want to get well? Which is the, the question that Jesus asked a man who was at, um, the, the pool of Bethesda, I believe it was. Um, and in the story, uh, the pools would bubble up and people would believe that if they were sitting around this pool and it would start to bubble up that after, if they were able to get into the water, that the, the bubbles <laughs> would yeah. heal them. Yeah. Right. And, um, it sounds silly, but you know, we've believed crazier things. <laughs> and, um, so this man, you know, he was lame and he couldn't walk and, and he had been coming to this pool for over 10 years. Hmm. And, um, when, when the, the water bubbles up and, you know, Jesus is coming by and he says to the man, you know, the man basically says to him like, well, I don't have anybody to help me. I don't have anybody to help me get in the water. And Jesus says to him, do you want to be well? And I feel like so often that is a question That's a really that good. the Holy mm -hmm. Spirit and Jesus, you know, is asking us, That's right. like, do you really want to be well? Because what happens is that we start to nurture that offense mm. and we hold that offense closer than we do the opportunity for forgiveness. Yeah, that's really you know, good. that that's our that's our thing. You know, well, you know, I've been hurt in church. You know, we start to wear it as a badge of honor. That's right. And um Sometimes I just feel like the Holy Spirit is asking us, like, do you want to be well? I mean, mm. this man had been at this at this pool at this point for probably over 10 years. He had been going to this pool. And I'm starting to wonder, had he had he even stopped asking people to help him mm. get in the water? Right, right, you know, because right. he just said he said to Jesus, well, no, but nobody will help me. And it's like, <laughs> oh, well, are you even asking yeah, anymore? Yeah. And so I think when it comes to church hurt. I want to say, first of all, I get it. I, I do not want to make small of people's pain or people's hurt mm. in, in any measure. But then my next question is, so what are you doing mm -hmm. to get well? What are yeah. you what are you doing to relieve yourself of the burden of that pain? Because that's not God's will for right. you. Yeah. You know. Well, and I also think um, I also think that you you have to ask yourself. Well, well, first of all, I think when you when you when you're hurt and you step back in, you have to play an active role in the boundaries you're sure. going to put in place. Because I can tell you, when we get involved at the next church we go to, yeah. it is up to Daryl and I, sure, not to walk the same path that we did when we got right. hurt at the mm -hmm. same place totally. we, at the place we went before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so to be wiser when we go to engage again, mm -hmm. I think we do play an active role in that. Sure. You know where. 
we're probably not going to go about yeah. it the same way that sure. we yeah. did. Yeah, you know? totally. I agree. Yeah. So Kelly, if somebody is, let's say there's somebody out there that says, yes, I do. I want, I want to get past this or somebody saying, okay, Jesus, you're saying Jesus is it. Where would you tell someone if they're looking for Jesus mm-hmm. in particular, or they're looking to be healed from a hurt they have with Jesus or the body of Christ? Mm-hmm. What would you Where do they start if they want to pursue Jesus in a new and fresh way? Sure. Can I, can I tell you that I feel like in Christian circles, we've forgotten that our relationship with Jesus is personal. Oh yes. You know, like Thank it you. really is personal. Um, it affects, of course it affects everyone, you yeah. know, that it's meant to be vertical and horizontal, but our relationship with him really is personal. And mm-hmm. so I ask the Holy spirit questions mm-hmm. when I find myself, That's you good. know, in a cycle of, okay, I don't know what's going on here. I'm yeah. doing this. I ask the Holy spirit. And that doesn't mean that like I get this verb, you know, this loud voice from heaven with lightning crashing and <laughs> you know, all of that. But yeah. sometimes I get a sense in my spirit in my knower yeah. that I realize, like, oh, this isn't an answer. This isn't an answer I thought up on my own. Yeah, that's um, right. That this is the Holy Spirit trying to guide me or lead me to Himself. Mm-hmm. You know, the Bible tells us that the Holy Spirit leads us into all truth, mm. all truth. And so, if I'm if I'm lost or I'm confused, then that means I I need to get somewhere quiet, journal, pray, walk. You know, for me, sometimes it's jumping in the shower because water helps me to mm-hmm. pray and just connect with the Lord. Yeah. But we're all made different. Yeah, yeah. we're all good. unique. And to ask. Yes. Remember, remember that it's a relationship we're asking. Absolutely. Yeah. Asking the Lord to meet us where we are. Asking Absolutely. Him to be there. Well, listen, we've talked about this. There's, there have literally been times in my life um, where the only prayer I can pray is Jesus. Yes. Mm-hmm. There, there have, I have been so broken or so sad. Um, you know, we, we were, I was sharing a little bit of, of my story with losing my dad and my wife's dad mm. all in the same year. Yeah. Same and I us. remember my those. dad died and my mother-in-law died three months to the day. Later. Yeah, that's yeah. good. And you know, they're there. I mean, that's not good. I don't know why I said I that, that, but there, well, it's a I good remember, example. Sure. Yeah. And I remember in that time, literally I can think of three things I could do. Do you remember this, Leanne? There were men from our church that came and prayed in my home mm-hmm. and they left mm-hmm. a Bible open mm-hmm. because they said the word of God is alive right and active. active. And full of power. Yep. That's right. And so we, we had a Bible open in our home for a really long time. Oh, I love that. And then the song that, that spoke to me at that time is Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Oh, Flood this song. place and fill the atmosphere. <gasps> oh, over and over. All I did was listen to that song. Yes. And there were moments in, where I didn't even know what to say, but mm-hmm. I just said, Jesus. Yes. Just your, pr- I need your presence. Yes, that's what that meant. Is yes. I need you, and I didn't know what else. To, I didn't have more words sure. except just saying his name. Yeah. Um. And so I think that's a place to start. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think you're right. We get so crippled by maybe hurt or mm-hmm. by past, but sometimes just asking or saying, asking for help or asking yes. for his presence to come to you. Yes. I think that's a great place to start. Definitely. Okay, we're actually getting really close to our time. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have a last question for you. If there's somebody listening that's like, I want to get to church. Mm-hmm. I want to find a church. I want to connect to a community. Mm-hmm. And you would guide them on how to find one. Because, you know, mm. we can't go to your church. You're in Pittsburgh. 
<laughs> so what would you say if somebody's looking for a church body to get connected to mm. and they're like, I've been away from church for a long time, but I want to find a church to connect to. How would you guide someone towards getting reconnected to church or to a body mm. of, of believers? Well, first I'd say that like, and this sounds so cliche, but it, it really is something to, to remember that there is no perfect church. That's right. That even the church that you find that is right for you, there'll still be something about it that's just like, oh, well, that's, that's probably not the greatest. You know, like there, there's just no <laughs> right. perfect church. Right. Um, but I think starting with finding a church that is committed to um, putting Jesus at the center or some churches refer to it as, as Bible centered. And mm -hmm. I, oh, that can be rough too, because I know some, some Bible centered, you know, churches can, can kind of feel like Bible thumpers in yeah, a yeah. sense. But I think you want to make sure you're going to a church where they're actually opening the Bible or putting scripture on the screen and talking through the scripture. Yes. Not yes. just, this is what I think. Or, or not just like a leadership Sure. Meeting. Absolutely. Right, like, right. yeah, here are the great, here are five great ways to live. Sure. You know, right. definitely. Like you want to make sure you're going somewhere where they're going to, um, help you grow in your relationship with Jesus. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, when you go home and you know, the, the lights are out at church and nobody's singing or whatever, it's you and God. That's mm -hmm. right. And so anybody that's going to help you to grow in that relationship, that's the kind of church um, you yeah. want to start with, you that's, know, when you, do you feel like, so for someone who's listening, maybe they're like, but I listened to this preacher on a podcast. Mm -hmm. What is the importance of connecting with believers in the flesh yeah where what part does that play well i think if you're if if you're at a place where you're struggling with like anxiety mm. about church because mm. i do know that some people have been hurt to the point where literally going to a church building cool. causes yes. them anxiety, anxiety. Yeah. yeah you know so i mean if your first step is listening to a podcast that's fantastic yeah. that you're listening to the word but there is a there is a a a peace and mm. a it's meant to be a community yes. when we go to church and if you read in acts which is in the new testament if you read about the early church it talks about how they ate meals together mm -hmm. and how they there was no I need love that. me too right <laughs> same <laughs> that there was no need among them because right. they if there was a need they took care of one another that's right. and that's actually what church is meant to be and that's not to say that the things that we use to keep people interested like the you know the lights or mm -hmm. the songs and the drums and all that there's nothing wrong with that but at the end of the day it's meant to be a community of believers yeah people yeah, who may not look really the good. same may not be in the same age group but our pursuit is the same we are pursuing jesus we want to know him and we want to be more like that's him. a good word that's really good okay if you had one parting shot where you're like "Ooh, i want to say this about church about jesus your love for him faith anything like that if you were like one nugget what would you say as your parting oh, shot gosh that's hard, that's hard. <laughs> um i would just say that i i have experienced jesus meeting me in dark places mm. that um exodus which is an old testament book talks about um i think it's chapter 12 uh where it talks about that when the israelites came out of egypt um, that it was nighttime mm. that the Lord delivered them at night. And then he said to Moses, the night belongs to me. Mm. 
And when I tell you that that passage has given me so much peace that he is not afraid of the dark. That so many times when we think God is not at work, when we think there's, we can't see anything, we can't touch what's in front of us. It seems like, you know, there's no breakthrough, no freedom, no joy that our God, the night belongs to him. Mm. He's not afraid of the dark. There's nothing too big for him to fix. He's not afraid of our feelings. He's not intimidated by anything that we're going through. Um, And that gives me so much peace, even as a pastor. You were meant to be a pastor, man. That's That's a good word. Praise the Lord. The the (laughs) night belongs to him. That means in our darkest of dark, it belongs to him. He's there. That's right. You could cry right now. I can see it. I'm not, I don't have a whole lot to say after that. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kelly, uh, thank you so, so much for I doing this with so us. Much. This we, is so fun. Listen, we can't make this be it. Yes, once <laughs> a quarter. That's right. I Something. We got to get Kelly here more. Um, well, thank you for spending time with us. Yes, and if you're in weeks. Pittsburgh, yes, tell yeah. us the name of your church, where they can find you. Yes, the name of our church is Story Collective Church. And so if you go to our website, Story Collective Church, Dot com. Uh, you can find out more about us. Uh, we are currently meeting in a hotel, the Trip Hotel there in Lawrenceville, after after the 40th Street Bridge, and we have services at 10.30 a.m. And That's we awesome. have a great time. That's so awesome. <laughs> I love it. Hey, well, thanks again. Thank you. Thanks for, you know, I feel like I need to hear this too. Me too. <laughs> Me too. Me too. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, hey, whether ordinary or extraordinary, we hope you see that these, these are, are good, good days. days.